0: Hi, my name is Alistair.
1: Hi, my name's Kat, and this is Bampop Productions Podcast.
0: So, we're talking about women there.
1: We've been away for a while. Yeah. That is true, because this certain man has been ill.
0: Very ill. He's
1: been lying in bed for more than a week, and I've been having to do everything. But anyway, mm. we won't delve on that everything? too much.
0: So you fixed the washing machine, right? Mm.
1: What? What? Well, right. The washing well, machine, didn't carrying you? carrying on. Yeah. Mm, Okay, fine. You did that. Carrying on, we were talking about women. 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 What's been in the news about women lately? I think Taliban. Taliban. Wow.
0: What a segue.
1: (laughs) 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 What? That's brilliant. Uh, Okay, listeners. uh, I'm sure unless you've been living in a a shack or a cave with no access, with no access to the internet. You'll be aware that Afghanistan, after exactly about 20 years, mm-hmm. because foreign troops went in in 2001... Coalition forces. The coalition forces headed by the Americans went in in 2001. After 20 years, much like the fall of Saigon, the Taliban has overrun Kabul, taken the presidential palace, and they seem to have had their acts in order very quickly. Press conference... Um. Uh, a de facto leader uh, more leaders flying back from the Middle East so this is the point that I wanted to make Hallie is that 2020 really the media focused on the pandemic right and to be fair in recent years Afghanistan has fallen out of the news They're, probably because there's not been as much fighting and there were less and less troops as well for sure Um uh, <clears throat> It seems the past six days is that it's been intense focus on Afghanistan, the Taliban, and the Taliban have literally just walked into the presidential palace. So that confuses me. How did this happen?
0: Well, I don't know. I thought you were reading up on it.
1: Well, I was, but I want to hear your opinion because I'm pretty sure that I know how it happened.
0: How did the Taliban take over so quickly? You mm-hmm.
1: mean?
0: Well there was no one to stop them. So they just kept marching and it kept working. I guess they just didn't stop, right? Like, I'm sure they didn't think it was going to be that easy, but just all the resistance faded away.
1: So as an organisation, they were always playing the long game, it seems in hindsight, because they never really fully went away after they were kicked out of power in 2001. Yeah. Because there was war, there was the there was the insurgency, which at times was was more intense, and the government that was freely elected they ended up power-sharing with the Taliban. Yeah. And I don't really know what's happened to Afghanistan in the political context in the past few years because the British media didn't really talk about it really since t- 2014, I would say, in the media. Um. Because for the first couple of years, it was intensely covered by the mainstream press, but the past few years, it's definitely fallen out of the news. So to me... The Taliban managed. As you said, there was no resistance. But do you not find that really sad and futile after the Americans and the coalition forces were there for more than 20 years ploughing sure. billions, billions into the country, um, trying to establish so-called free and fair elections? Total cost
0: has been about a trillion dollars yeah. since...
1: Um, not to mention the loss of lives and, and lives the amount so. of troops that have been physically injured yeah. and traumatised, I guess, because most of the troops tend to come home with some form of trauma. Is that right? That's very common, yeah, in a conflict zone, so it's like all that money ploughed in, and in six days the Taliban are like, just marching, so clearly they had a plan because they've moved things very quickly, and and they've been very smart with their PR. The women are to be elevated. They will now be fantastic. Full rights for the women. Um, they've said that actually quite a while, but we're getting contrasting reports now coming in from female reporters saying that a Taliban fighter told her that he wouldn't talk to her unless yeah. she was covered, well, like her face covered. And uh, we we've seen the scenes at the airport where it's not really shown us foreign people getting on planes. It's the local people. It's the Afghan civilians. And you said a few of them were hanging on planes when the planes took off and they fell. I mean, of course they died, and um, they were basically like running alongside these jets. And I was like, it's never a good sign when their own people are risking like death to like get away from them. Yeah. Um, thoughts. Well, I I don't think it's just. I don't think all
0: those people will be running from the Taliban. A lot will. Um, I don't think it's just because the Taliban are who they are, it's also because a lot of these people, in Kabul especially, were, um, I guess, helping or working alongside foreign governments and Mm -hmm. troops, which will put them at a high-risk status. The other thing is that the West is very keen on taking a lot of refugees from Afghanistan, people that help them out there. so. Um I think this will be similar to a lot of different countries, a country where the you know g d p per capita is about five hundred dollars per person um wages will be about thirty dollars forty dollars it's, I mean, it's
1: quite a poor country isn't it? very
0: poor um i but you know at the same time these people have heard that if they turn up at the airport they'll get a free flight to America or the u k and I think will that's. They? some of them will but i think this is kind of the thing like a lot of people are there because they they just want to live in a better place like you know um i'd like i think that'll be part of what's fueling people at the at the airport but yeah i think there's been a lot of failures here um i'm just i'm really upset at how much of the blame people like um, like the Biden administration are putting on the Afghan government and yeah, the Afghan army. Yeah, to save army.
1: them the humiliation.
0: You know, they're saying that they, you know, we couldn't give them the will to fight. They had no will to fight. And it's like, this is one of the most dangerous militaries to serve in. They've been steadfast this whole time. And it's uh-huh. only when America said they're pulling out and not giving any more support that they said, well, fuck it,
1: we can't carry um, on. And like, Mr. Biden did say, now no one panic because the Taliban will not be marching in and that is literally what's happened and he's now ran away. Yeah. It's like he's like went away oh, from he's gone the wine house to Delaware. House to Delaware. That. That's his home state. Yeah. That's where he's from. So it does look like he's running away from the issue but I don't really know what we can do about it or what he can because they're not gonna send in more troops. And I suppose you need to think, well how much longer? Another five years, another ten, another twenty?
0: I think that's a very good question as well. Um,
1: How long can they actually be in another country for? I mean, clearly the institutions of Afghanistan were not particularly strong, and their president ran away.
0: Yeah, well, he had no choice either. I mean, although well, he did leave with a lot of cash. And yeah, cars like, and like
1: like left like... with like gold bullion and loads yeah. of money in all these cars. I'm like, it was funny because he was at this huge like desking, yes. We will fight and all be fine. And <laughs> the next second, he's just running away with all these guys with all the money.
0: Do you know politics is like? What's that quote? It's the art of the next best, like just to do the po- what's possible is what you're trying to do. And unfortunately, and, and do you know in the West, I don't know why we're so worried about this. Like we do this all the time. Sometimes you have to work with and negotiate with shitty people. Like we have a lot of allies that are really quite horrendous in the west like that's just life that's Mm -hmm. how you get shit done um and Mm -hmm. if the taliban are the de facto leaders of the country if they have yes the the support as well as the power to you know the force to hold on to power then do you know what you have to negotiate with them and work with them if that's the world we live in now the choice is either you know, um, fucking bomb it into oblivion for another twenty years. Which or, they've done quite
1: a lot. Yeah, the past but few
0: years. start it. <coughs> excuse me. Start it up for another twenty years, or
1: yeah, work
0: with them. I mean, there's a lot of people willing to start working with the Taliban now. I China think,
1: and Russia is one of them,
0: particularly and. Part of the reason is they're sitting on about a trillion dollars worth of mineral wealth. Did not know that in the country. I had
1: no idea about that.
0: It's also a prime route for oil pipelines, oil and gas from Iran into China. This
1: point of practice then.
0: And these people are willing to work with, you know, the the Taliban there. So that there's. You know, the thing that creates peace in the long run is economic development and trade that that's what does it the more trade you have with someone the less likely you are to go to war with them so i think developing the country is probably a good thing um but i'm just i'm really upset for um the the western troops who have to see their sacrifices over the last two decades for essentially nothing um and i'm also quite disgusted at the fact that the the fighters in you know the, the the Afghanistan army who were fighting against the Taliban very have, quickly didn't have taken all the blame for this because I think yeah. they, like I don't know what else they could have done like it was <laughs> frequent for them not to get paid they had fuel shortages like often they didn't oh have yeah any their lives are not great roaming.
1: yeah um, yeah their lives are very hard
0: and it has to be said that like they're not. Um, I didn't like the amount of blame they're taking for this or getting from, particularly America. It's just quite disgusting to me. Like, these were allies. And
1: And the Biden administration would. Yeah. To save them from further embarrassment and humiliation. Yeah. But I don't really know what Biden and the rest of us can really do. I mean, the UK House of Commons had an emergency meeting. And I'm like, what are a bunch of MPs going to do about the unfolding crisis? Like, we all just watch it. Like... None of us have a bargaining chip.
0: No.
1: So, the Taliban take control. Mm -hmm. Let's say when things calm down, because they're quite chaotic now. So, let's say in a couple of months, I don't know whether a lot of Western countries would officially want to work with them. I mean, who knows what they might do unofficially? I I don't know. But who do you see working with them, apart from, of course, the Russians and... The Chinese, I mean, the Chinese, they do business with everyone, regardless of who. But do you think that countries that are Western allied would? Western? Like the UK, the US, certain European countries, would like they be doing business with the Taliban people?
0: Yeah. um, I think we have to wait and see. I think for me, the thing we have to wait and see at the moment is what the Taliban are like now, I think you're going to get a lot of conflict, like there's a lot of chaos at the moment. So you're going to see, and you know, whenever you have like a civil war like this or civil disruption, you'll get like real dickheads doing horrendous things on all sides. Um, you're going to see a lot of shots of and statements and videos of people in the Taliban that appear quite moderate to us. You're also going to see some horrendous things like people being shot at point blank range. Um, there isn't a lot of um, I guess, you know a huge command over the fighters at the moment. I can't imagine they're getting a lot of direction from the leadership right now. So I think I think the first thing to do is wait and see what the nature of this new Taliban is. Some of the things they've been saying are, are like really like good, you know, that they're going to be a little Their bit PR more moderate.
1: Spin, like they're instantly on women. saying yeah. no revenge. Fear to females and all this jazz. If you
0: look at you know you can see some videos of from Kabul of women going about working and having jobs. You can yeah. see other videos of um, women being beaten and like rounded up. You we're gonna have to wait and see what they actually look like. But I think depending on the nature of the Taliban, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, with a, a I guess a military expert um, on on this region in general, and you're saying you know. 20 years is a hell of a long time for any organisation. Um, plus, we're given the death rate of the Taliban in Afghanistan over the last 20 years, a lot of the, most of the people who were in the Taliban in 2001 are no longer there. Um, so he says, like, we need to reserve judgment on, like, what they're when actually like now. down and, and what I, actually happens. I think that's true. It may, like, it's never going to be a good place for women or anyone to live. They're not going to be a good or a good, like, you don't want them in charge anyway, but they may be considerably more moderate than they were, or they may not be, but I think it's probably worth waiting and seeing. They've um, done a decent job, it looks, of trying to keep peace at the airport. Like they, you know, having your most educated and... Westernized people leaving the country probably isn't a good thing those are the people you want doing things like you know kind of business and administration if they've got those skills so you don't want those people leaving en masse so they have an interest in keeping people there but they actually seem to have done a fairly good job so far of trying to keep the peace where they are and trying to help um actually help the americans and westerners get their people to the airport so um there haven't been any kind of mass rounding up of westerners yet wait and see how that goes
1: yeah they were quite clear that the taliban press seems to be that they're pushing a lot of positivity but in reality they have taken the country by force they've
0: probably learned a lot from isis they had a good pr machine over Mm. the last few you know decade or so um so they probably picked up some skills from that kind of sort of jihad type of attitude. Um, and not good, but you know, good in terms of how to present yourself and get the word out. Um, I I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. Um,
1: yeah, in the months to come, in yeah. the years to come, how it actually pans out. Um, whether it is going to regress to what it was, pre- <coughs> <coughs> actually, I know this is going to sound really ignorant. I don't know who the Taliban are.
0: I don't know either. No. Were they the
1: government in Afghanistan in 2001?
0: I think... I don't know. My Were they underst- the
1: organisation?
0: My understanding is in this part of the world, it, it's like the idea of government is slightly more, um, I guess, nebulous. Like, people in regional areas have more power. There's different groups come together. I think, I, I think Afghanistan is a so real was country. was an
1: organisation?
0: It is an organisation and was... Um, but they came to power uh, like it was the the mujahideen, right? That the that fought the, the Soviets fought against. Yep. Yeah. Um, they came into power in the nineties, I believe. I After the, the Russians left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: By coming to power, meaning that in essence they were the state. Yeah. right. So this organization and this group, they just seized control. Well, or it think, just came yeah. into being that they had the most control in the country, and therefore right. they became the government.
0: But just to say, I don't think that they had the same level of control that, like, a government in a more developed country would have. Um, you know, they they have less ability to communicate effectively throughout the region, and you know they
1: um, don't have much legitimacy after two. Th- 2001 in right. the global sphere yeah.
0: either something, no. but remember there's no like logistics either like the logistics are less good there so um th- they're not going to uh but, yeah they were the group in power but i don't think power looks the same there as it does in say a- a america or somewhere else um but yeah i think that's changed now like there is more technology in the whole world and um, i think their ability to exert control over the country is probably better and as i said they actually have international partners now willing to work with them and help develop the country economically so you may find that it actually Russians, yeah, yeah you may find that it actually develops relatively quickly as a as a nation um, i mean
1: here's hoping yeah. <laughs> like i don't want them to be in the stone age like, i want right. all of us to develop and progress
0: you know being able to being like a central route to get you know, an oil pipe line, pipeline, oil and gas, anyone. yeah, from Iran to China would be really good for them, and if they can start to help develop, um, like, mining and whatnot, then, that you know, China needs minerals and materials, and, um,
1: and they do business with anyone,
0: they do, well, so really do we, could. really, I mean,
1: well, yeah, but we're hypocritical about it, yeah, <laughs> we're really sad some mornings ago, we'll support human rights, let's sell a couple of jets yeah, to the yeah, Do you know, like, the Chinese, like, their government and the way that they do press are like, well, this is us, and they just go in and there's no pretense. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, so you're correct with
0: that. The
1: way that we operate maybe is a bit different on the surface, (laughs) but but the goals are the same.
0: I haven't um, read this one yet, but I kind of wonder if maybe we will be... uh, Better at give me a sec, I'm losing it.
1: Yeah, you are.
0: Can't remember what I was gonna say. Better at cooperating with
1: organisations like
0: No, it was With
1: countries?
0: No. No, it's okay, I've lost it completely.
1: Do you wanna try to get it again? I don't think so. I think (laughs) gosh, you are beginning to really zone out. I'm just
0: a bit I'm still sick. Sick as a dog.
1: Uh, you're always ill. You've been off more than a week now. Now you need to buck up and do a pod.
0: Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes! Ma'am. Um... So, I mean... I think nation building is just a really stupid thing to get into anyway. And I feel sorry you for... You think so? Yeah, I think I feel sorry for a lot of people involved in this war. Um, But... I think to talk about whether it's a success or failure you kind of have to look at what the goals were of the countries involved in it and um...
1: and remind us of the goals again because it's been like 20 years since the coalition troops went in so what were the goals of the country? So they're trying
0: to wrap it up now, I've heard this line a few times that the goal was to prevent the Taliban's ability to export terrorism to the US after 9-11.
1: So was that success?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, wait and see I guess, Um but I don't know i i think like there are other goals as well There are like part of it is just having major control like it's trying to control the middle east in general um that's kind of the neoconservative approach since you know after world war Two, everyone kind of understood the importance of the middle east the kind of natural resources the oil in particular mm-hmm. and um i think a big part of it was literally just trying to maintain control within that that region having a good military presence there um there's other kind of i guess slightly more conspiratorial but essentially true takes in this there's something julian assange said A um, yeah about what kind of 10 years ago say? But, you know the the goal here is really just to kind of wash taxpayers money through the country and um, put it into private hands so Military-industrial complex, a ton of money, gets taxpayer money gets cycled through, you know, weapons producers, um, mercenary organisations and whatnot. I mean and a
1: country that doesn't have its hand
0: in that pie. I, I'm not saying they don't, but I think you can really talk about that being a major goal. Is literally just... Yeah, know,
1: it's profiteering.
0: Yeah, yeah. There are organisations that yes. lobby for that kind of stuff and they benefit from it greatly. Um, but I don't really know what the long-term goal was. I mean... If you wanted to stop their ability to, to, you need to just genocide the whole country. Like, that's, there's no way around I mean, that's this. That's horrifying. And, and holding on to. That scares me. I don't know what they expected. Like, I don't think there was ever going to be a scenario where a Western backed government was going to survive without Western support. Like.
1: Do you think George Bush feels that his legacy is completely gone now? Probably not. Really? Yeah. But Afghanistan was a big part of his presidency. Don't you think he feels a bit disappointed?
0: No, I don't think he really... Really? Yeah, I don't... Maybe, but... If
1: I were him, I would... Because surely as an ex-president, it's all about your legacy.
0: Okay, so, I I, yeah, he probably does feel kind of shitty about it, I imagine. Because it's full circle. But in the grand scheme of things, I think people tend to remember... The end of these things more than the then beginning. Start. Mm. Um, I think if you look at Vietnam, people remember the 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 failures towards the end of the war yeah, the rather kill, than so everyone trying to
1: run away.
0: the beginning of it. Um, and I suspect the same will probably be true here. I think Trump will get some blame because he was the one that kind of started yeah, the he's... withdrawal. Um, I think Biden will get most of the blame because he was president during it. Yeah. Um, I think this could be really bad for him now, especially if he's seen just disappearing too. Well, he
1: has gone back to his home state. It looks yeah. like he's running away. I don't know if that's the best PR move. Shouldn't we should no. be more addressing this? The thing is, so there's no it.
0: good answer he can give to questions. So they probably think it's shitty, but it's, probably be- it's better to hide probably than it is to give a shitty answer. Plus, he doesn't actually speak
1: that well. Um, oh no he's not a man of words no. but neither was Trump and no. neither was Bush but no. Obama was but yeah. Obama I'm I'm not sure what his achievements are but he doesn't but...
0: answer questions well on the fly either he often no, gets quite not very a lot of good gaffes he Does a speech
1: impediment you like he at... definitely does like the way that he talks like he definitely yeah
0: talks. he does yeah but I mean beyond that just the content of what he says he's not really good at that kind of thing he's, he's quite old as well now like I think his ability to
1: <laughs> I mean are you saying that he's got dementia? No,
0: no, I'm not saying that.
1: Are you saying that he's not full capacity? Do you think?
0: I think when it comes to like linguistically jousting with some jousting, sorry, with some of the best journalists in the world, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's up he's there. On par. <clears throat> and I, I have to say, <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't know. think a lot of people are. These questions are so difficult to answer if you look yeah, at. Yeah, the,
1: yeah, they twist the questions. Who was but the that's... head of the?
0: There was a the thing yesterday. There was a Someone within the US government and uh, general were given answers And Um, they were talking about what the situation was Yesterday they were talking about the the press corps They were talking about what the situation was in getting Americans out one of the journalists essentially asked the question So you're saying that we're now reliant on negotiations with the Taliban To get our people out of the country And the guy's like, oh yeah, I did just say (laughs) He was, he yeah. said. No, no, what? he didn't say that. He just went silent. You could tell he was thinking it. He was silent for like fifteen seconds and then the, the general, general
1: or this other child? No, the other
0: guy. And the general had to step in and answer oh, because the, the, the guy was just much. in silence silent. The general just started talking about their capabilities to strike an airlift. And Maybe whatnot. the
1: officials just so like yeah, he might just be so upset and tired about it.
0: That is the situation. So just to yeah, say you can't
1: deal with it. I don't know
0: if Biden could like would should be answering that i I mean he said i don't think he could inspire confidence the other thing is so he
1: can't do much though do you know what i mean like he said that they were leaving and they've left
0: the other thing is these speeches are very important to affecting things on the ground like if you see a very weak leader giving weak answers that's really going to empower you know fighters on the ground in afghanistan to think shit they can't do fuck all we're going to go and do some crazy shit like if you project strength, they're going to be good boys and trying. Like if they think that there's an American drone ready to wipe them all out, they're probably going to be a bit better behaved than if they hear Biden say, yes, we can't do shit. <laughs> like, yeah. it, like these speeches at the moment are quite important to actually keeping the peace. Um, they're a major part of the war effort.
1: Yeah, I guess I never really thought of it because when I see all the people in chaos at the airport, but I guess you're right with words can have an effect but it seems to me the Taliban have been quite organised, meaning that they've been planning this for a while. Yeah. Not... Well, they've been playing the long game since the start. Right. Um. I mean... They've actually been very persistent people. Like, because if you play the long game, that's definitely persistence. Um. And, like, ask the question, who are the Taliban? And I think in the Western media, particularly the UK... Like, when I was a child in 2001, I was 13. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember 9-11, and that was the narrative, the Muslims are bad. Yeah. And Afghanistan was the Taliban are Muslims, and they're bad, and they oppress people, Mm. and they kill people. And that is generally the way that that organization seems to operate. Right. But I think there's been a narrative, at least in my mind, for the past 20 years that the media have pushed saying that the Muslims are bad but actually coming from a country that is Islamic but not being a Muslim myself um, and having been friends with people who are Muslims in the country um, and being cared for by a a Malaysian nurse who is a Muslim who worked for my father I never had this view of Muslims but there is a narrative in the media that's been pushed that that there's very negative focus about them. And I think that we just need to remember that these actions don't represent the majority.
0: Of Muslims, right.
1: Muslims. Because the Muslims are like everyone else. I mean, if like you ask me, like, actually, culture and language and politics is different but people really aren't that different because
0: you were saying something to me people the other day that, different that really resonated with me and um, we sat through there and you said islam is incompatible with western values i did not <laughs> that's what
1: you said and then you then proceeded to say oh i think that all faiths are incompatible oh god okay
0: right so i do need to explain this thing. listeners
1: I, for, I didn't say that
0: i think all i was saying is i didn't yeah so what what I said it is that if you take the worst parts of any religious textbook, they're incomplete. So <coughs> let me Stop explain Please give me a minute just to explain this. I don't Stop come laughing. across as a raving racist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is a line that you hear from right-wing people and people who are racist or Islamophobic that Islam is incompatible with Western culture or Western civilization. Um And I hate that line. I, I think... All religious texts have elements in it that you can read that are incompatible with things that we consider mm-hmm. civilised civilization. Um All religious texts will contain passages that tell you, say, how to beat slaves, how to stone people to death. And what Which conditions. I find horrendous. It is horrendous. I don't think that... I think all religious texts have bits like that in, but I think what tells you if someone is, you know... A decent person or civilized even if they're religious of any religion is you know how they interpret that themselves and i think that i am an atheist actually but i think that most religious people of all faiths do a really good job of just ignoring the shitty bits and like trying to live their best life kind of thing Um mm. that's what makes someone a good or bad person like um but I just I find that line really funny because it's like oh Islam if you read Islam it's got horrendous stuff and it. it's like yeah but, but surely you so does Christianity <laughs> yeah. stuff surely
1: like you you mention a literal interpretation of doctrine isn't necessarily particularly modern no it's not necessarily particularly progressive so you tend to find that there are certain interpretations of things that maybe are just more adaptable.
0: Well, that's the mailman here.
1: Do you want to go grab that?
0: And I will sign off from this. So it's bye from me and
1: bye from a little jogging Catherine. And bye from Pop Productions Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>